been so stoked for tonight. My football team, I believe, is going to be 4-0. But how can I not, Ebo? I repeat, how can I not um, just be giddy over the Milwaukee Brewers? You... You have to be. I mean, there's no. You can. You can just feel it today. We like, can barely talk half the time over it. And then you got the Packers game tonight too. Packers could be four and zero as we're celebrating. Hopefully the uh, what is it? The Cubs need to beat the Cardinals. Is that tonight or they have a day off? Uh, day day off. So that's three game. Or I mean, again, I I don't put Dude, a lot. I'm just gonna of, celebrate uh, extra hard for the Brewers and the Packers. Then I don't put a lot of stock in the Cubs. But I don't care. I don't. I don't want to pull anything away from what the Brewers did. Um, and you know, there there's a a chance that. Uh, I think a very realistic chance. I mean, they're obviously favored that the Packers are going to be four and zero when we get in here uh, tomorrow morning. All right, did uh, did we put what we what, what was it? Describe this Brewer team and this comeback in five words or less. Um, Nelly, do you got anything? I mean, just if I just put you on, I mean, and it's not you like don't think too hard about it. It's just your knee jerk instant reaction. You would say this Brewer team and this comeback is what in five words or less. I can't believe it. Short and sweet. Cubs watch Brewers from couch. <laughs> uh, g- genetic. G- is jackhammer one word or two words? That's one word. Genetic jackhammers do it again. That's five. Greatest brewer of all time. Five words. Yeah. Is there a question mark after that? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Braun. Okay, I got one, Nelson. Bronchize, 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 bronchize. That's five words, right? Yeah, that is. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Do you can you uh, sum up uh, this in in five words uh, or less? And again, um, you know, we think about last year, and it was it was amazing all the way to Game Seven of the National League Championship Series. Uh, the hype coming into the season, obviously, it didn't look like it was going to live up to the hype. Um, you got to go back to 82, which is crazy to think about, right? Because, you know, you had the the, the, the CC Sabathia year. You had the NLCS year with, with the Brewers and the Cardinals in, in 11. Um, but this is the last time they've gone back-to-back since the World Series of 82. So if I do the math, Evo, and I, I I play this out right in 81, now was, they didn't have wild card games. It was a different format there in the American League. But they should make the World Series this year then, right? Because they, they, the only other time in franchise, hell yeah, the only other time in franchise history they've gone back to back playoffs. They made the World Series that second year. Yep, they have. So Nelly, you were watching MLB Network last night. You told me. Uh, I assume that's what the, the 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 scuttlebutt is, right? They will now clearly make the World Series. Is that the scuttlebutt next month? Yeah, that wasn't exactly what they talked about, but they did cover <laughs> that the Brewers the, quite I like a bit. the word scuttlebutt, by the way. Say that again. They made what? They did cover the Brewers quite a bit. They talked about uh, Pomerantz. They were talking about how loyal the Brewers fan base is and kind of their history in the playoffs. It was kind of a little cool five-minute segment. So they didn't do like a little half-a-second clip of like Jesus Aguilar on first base and then cut away? No, it was actually probably (laughs) about a five-minute segment. Wow, unbelievable. Strictly on the Brewers. That's pretty incredible. Uh, it is very incredible. Uh, 608-321-1670. And, and you know, I, I, I saw this. You know, people like, uh, how much celebration should there be for – I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, celebrate, like, any celebration. You don't, like, rank celebrations. Like, you made the playoffs. Like, 
People are like, well, last year they, you know, they they clinched the playoffs. You know, it was game 163 or, you know, it was going to be for home field. Like, how much celebration should there be for a wild card? I'm, see, like, I'm interested to see how they play today, though, because it's a short turnaround. It's 1130 yeah. start time where who knows how serious are they that they want to win the division because it's right there. They have the extra game today. They win that. They're one game back with three to play. Um, the, do do the Nationals play today? I'll look it up. They, I'm not sure if they do. I know the Cardinals do not play today. Because to the me, the Nationals play today at three oh five. Because uh, to me, again, yes, you will hold out that some by some miracle, uh, the Cubs can take two or three from the Cardinals, and then the Brewers can sweep the the Rockies. But I'm not. <laughs> Watching the Cubs and thinking that they're going to give you anything to me is an exercise in futility. So to me, what I'm watching here the next three days is the Nationals and and Indians. And the Indians, by the way, are like barely hanging on to even being relevant in the American League wild card. So to me, the more likely scenario this weekend, or the more if you want to if you want to try and still accomplish something this weekend, if you're the Brewers and us as fans. Um, then I would watch the Nationals because I think that the, the the greater likelihood is you can track down the first wild card. Yeah, I mean, well, you're a half game, so uh, that's true. And uh, Do you really think that the Cardinals are going to crater out at the end here? No. Neither do I. But wouldn't – dude, how how incredible would that be if it happened? Everything else has fallen in the uh, Brewers' favor. Why, why yeah, not get greedy because everything else has happened? I just, man. I, I just mean, don't see the Cubs, the Cubs are just a how shell do, of I themselves. I cannot believe. I still think the Brewers would have held them off either way. But I cannot believe you go into Pittsburgh, a team that has just talk about a team that has checked out. I mean, Pittsburgh checked out a month ago on this season. I cannot believe where you're basically, you know, a game, a couple games out. You go into that and lose back to back games. I mean, that that tells me uh, all I need to know about Chicago. That I mean, you go in and lose back-to-back games to Pittsburgh, who's like, I, I, I mean, talk about a team that, again, is completely checked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to turn around and think that the Cubs are going to rally and have anything to give, um, you know, the Cardinals this weekend, I just, I, I'm not buying that. No. Leading in both games, too, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm just looking at this, like, Entering the month of September, the Brewers before September hit, the Brewers were sixty nine and sixty six, four games back of the Cubs in the race for the second wild card spot. <laughs> Caught fire nineteen and four this month and what thirteen and two twelve and two thirteen and two after losing Yelly. How do you even put it into words? Yeah, I mean, so you're 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 four games out of the wild card and then you lose your your best player. I mean, and the, this thing of the bullpen was getting kind of rocked, and he didn't know what was going on with starting pitching. Yelly goes down. The offense is up and down, roller coaster ride. You don't know if it's hot or if it's cold. Not Katy Perry. And then here we are in the playoffs. Uh, again, you want to uh, come up with it? What 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 can we How say? How about Yelich sticking around while he's injured, rehabbing his injury after surgery? He was in Cincinnati. Yeah, he got uh, Antanasio. He jumped. Antanasio stopped and picked him up in Milwaukee on the on the on the Antanasio Express, and then uh, flew him down to uh, to Cincinnati for the game. I still like. What do you guys think of our uh, our working theory from yesterday? Right, the Jake Taylor. I love it. I love the working theory about Jake Taylor. I know Big Joe's smitten about it. Was there anything that gave you a clue during that game last night, Nelly, or your extensive uh, 
viewing of MLB Network and the Brewers' comeback that, you know, did they reference Yelich playing at all in the playoffs now? Is that a possibility? Not that I heard. They did have a, they did show an interview with him, and I believe it was Sophia Minard. But I couldn't really get a good look other than it was uh, just his shoulders and up. Uh, all right. Uh, Brewer it's a good audio. He's like, he's like, I'm sticking around. They all d- doubted us. They counted us out. And here we are. Uh, the party is underway yeah. here in Wisconsin. Welcome to the postseason, Brewer fans. For the first time since 1982, the Milwaukee Brewers have gone back-to-back in the postseason. Brewers wrapping it up last night. Tough to see the Chicago Cubs falling apart. Uh, down the uh, the stretch run, very real, oh, the, real tough, terrible, just absolutely terrible, man. Five words to describe the Milwaukee Brewers, Joe. We got a couple coming in here on Facebook. Yep, um, and what they've done is absolutely incredible. We have Big Joe saying, "Win the whole effing thing." That's a stunner. <laughs> Dave, uh, he Dave comes from Manona? No, Dave, da- Dave Weeman. Wee- oh, hey, Dave Weeman. Hey, wee man. Dave, I don't mean to butcher your last name, brother. I apologize, but it's a major league gift, and it's, that's called a winning streak. A lot of major league references coming. I think we started it yesterday with the uh, with the Jake Taylor, and he bunt- calls the shot, then yeah, he bumps his yell is coming back. back. Uh, we got Nick Langer saying, don't call it a comeback. A little nod to LL Cool J. And uh, Eric says, Cubs suck and go crew. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, I pulled uh, Let's see, in five words or less, Cubs feeling blue to crew. Yep, yep, yep. Get that one in there. Uh, 608-321-1670. Yep. Latino Heat says, Ryan Braun, the franchise player. That's a great five words or less summing up the Brewers. How about that grand salami from Brawny first Mm. inning? Mm -mm. Getting things Mm -mm. going. Thames, Kess Daddy. Beautiful. Uh, If you have a – we're trying to sum up the Brewers' uh, incredibleness in five words or less. 608-321-1670. We will – Talk some Packer football coming up in about 20 minutes. The Amon Green Show takes over the airwaves a day early with the Packer game tonight. We're uh, we're rolling out uh, AG30 today, so get your Packer questions ready on, on Facebook, Twitter uh, for Amon. Uh, speaking of the game, the Joe and Evo score predictor open for business uh, as well at Zone Madison. Give us uh, Packers, Eagles, who you got. You could be scoring that uh Coaches Club gift card. And, uh, you know, it really comes down to the only drama left, Ebo, is where do the Brewers finish? I, I know that the way the Brewers are playing, as hot as they're playing, and the Cardinals have now had a couple of setbacks in a row, that maybe the division is in play. I mean, mathematically, it still is. Again, I remind people for that to happen, the Cubs would have to win at least two of the three this weekend against the Cardinals. That's assuming the Brewers sweep. If the Brewers give back a game, then the Cubs would have to sweep. Um, or you get to a game 163. So mi- minimum, the Cubs have to win two of the three. The Cubs just lost back-to-back games to the Pirates, who are completely out of it playing for nothing. I believe the Cubs have quit 100%. Um, When's so the I last can't, time the Cubs won? I can't see the Cubs going into Bush Stadium 
taking two or three of the three games this week, and I just I can't see that happening. The last time the Cubs won was September 16th, 10 days ago. Yeah, I, I, I mean, uh, to me, if you want to have something to root for now that the Brewers are in, follow uh, the Cleveland Indians this weekend because they play the Nationals. Yeah. I think the more realistic goal is to catch – Washington have the wild card game be at Miller Park uh, either next Tuesday shout or next out, Wednesday. Shout out to the Diamondbacks though they did us a solid last yep. night beating the Cardinals. Yep. They really put them on. What the sixth inning I think is when the D backs started just poof, boop, just bludgeoning the Cardinals. I mean the Cubs and Cardinals do detest each other. Their fan bases. Maybe the Cubs somehow sack up this weekend. I tend to think no. Uh, but if you want something to hold on to, Brewer fans, that's what you can hold on to going into the weekend. That somehow the Cubs can find it. For a couple of days, and then you could have the division in play. I think if the Brewers win out and go four and zero to end the season, I think they get that tie with the Cardinals. Ooh, one sixty three. Another year of one sixty three. I'm down with that. Uh, Zach of the Dells, welcome to the Joe and Evo Show. Woohoo! Oh, it's so sweet to be in the playoffs again. How sweet it is. Yep. Uh, do you believe in miracles? Yeah, baby. that's my that's my liner right there. Also, I have another one for subpar. Suck it, Dave from Monona. <laughs> I like that one, too. That's a good one. But, um, yeah, um, got a couple questions for you guys. I'm listening. Uh, dealing with entertainment purposes only. Um, mm-hmm. I got a guy that I do my parlay, or not parlay cards, uh, my sports betting with for entertainment purposes only. Of course. And the last couple weeks, he doesn't put out the NFL lines until, like, Saturday or even Sunday. Wow. What do you think about that? I think I would find a new guy. Yeah. For entertainment purposes only. Yeah, for, 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 yeah. Of course, for jelly beans only. I, I think that, for that, jelly beans that, only. that 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 uh, wink, wink guy is a little shady, I think, Zach. I, think you, you, I feel you, like he's selling himself short. Yeah, I think you might want to uh, look elsewhere, in my humble opinion. I, I'm thinking my bookie's going to be looking pretty good soon. MyBookie.ag. I'm on it right now. I was actually looking for prop bets for tonight, Zach. So uh, I would highly recommend they'll give you. You put in 100 bucks, they're going to give you a free 100 bucks. So uh, MyBookie.ag. Tell them to put in the zone in your comments. They may even give you another bonus. I already did. I already signed up. I just got to transfer the money. That a boy. For entertainment purposes. And uh, I might see you guys Saturday. I think I'm going to be in Madison for some tailgating. Uh-oh. Oh, snap. We'll get ready for you, brother. There's plenty of booze, right. Zach. Don't worry about that. We got that part of it covered. Are you guys going to be hanging out after the or during the game? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At the red zone? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. All right. I'll see you there. Yep. See you, buddy. See you, bud. Thank you. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would say if you have a, uh, a handicapper that doesn't put his lines out till. uh yeah, what is up with that? That's it, the bookmaker trying to get the best number. Exactly. And I feel like the bookmaker would be selling himself short of getting his own money, too. Like, when do lines normally come out? Tuesday? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, what he's doing, at Nelson's point, is he's 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 picking the line yeah. he wants to bet it at. Because yeah. if you put a line out on Monday and it moves, sometimes it does go the way of the bookie, but sometimes it's not. What this guy's doing is controlling the lines. <laughs> so, yeah, I would, Zach, I would run as fast as I could. From any type of entertainment only uh, wagers with that guy. That sounds, uh, to quote Marshall Mathers, like the real Slim Shady right there. So, First off, you don't get to choose what your nickname is. It gets chosen for you. And the fact that you got such an amazing nickname as Bosnia. It doesn't make any sense. It's I mean, dumb. What's mine? Sorry. Sleepy time? Milsner? Yeah, just because it means something. You show up late to work because you want to sleep in. Oh, man. What is it? 
Sleepy time, uh, Millsy. I mean that. What I mean the the hit single I I, I slept in with your bitch no, was a good overslept one. with your bitch. That that was a hell of a debut <laughs> album. Um, all right, the Amon Green show coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Before we get to that, uh, you know, recapping uh, last night, and uh, we'll we'll get into the game. But while we have a couple of minutes left, um, do you give? Uh, if we, we we put a lot, you guys on uh, on percentages, right? From the three percent chance to now, it's over. What percentage chance would you give the Brewers catching the Cardinals between now and Sunday? Ooh, I'm going to look that up. Slim, but hasn't everything been going the Brewers' way for the past, I don't know, 26 days? Because it's the 26th, right? Since September started, hasn't everything been going the Brewers' way? I'm going to say 15%. And then here's my – and I hate to think, like, with the defeatist attitude, but Nelson, would you rather – I mean, can you Did you you look that up, Nelly? Yeah, I can – no, did you look it up? Oh, is no. that what it is? It yeah, it's fifteen percent. Is, is it know? really? Yeah, we've trained him well. Um, Nelson, is there something about you know? Eventually, they're going to lose a game, right? Would you rather lose one or two? Now that you know you're in the playoffs, you might as well get a loss or two over with. Like, can you keep this pace up? Like, if you keep this pace up today and you win, and then you take you let's say you win all three against the 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 Rockies this weekend, you know, eventually you're gonna you're gonna hit a wall, right? I mean, can you keep that pace up? And then you go right into a wild card game. Then you go right into a divisional See, I'm, round. I'm, I think they can keep it up in the regular season because of the expanded rosters. They have more arms available. I'm more interested to see who makes this roster because you yeah. get to pick. You get to pick and choose your roster each round of the playoffs. Correct. So I'm interested to see what guys make it, especially on the pitching staff. I think that's going to be the really interesting part to pay attention to. Yeah, that's a that's a good point, man. Um, yeah, fifteen percent. I don't. Let's get greedy. Let's get greedy. Cubs. Do you think the Cubs They're really want to lose no. out? Do you want to lose out this season? Don't they want to have a little self respect to close the season out? Yeah, but I cannot. How rival do you, against the Cards? How do you go into? I mean, I even if it's the Reds, we're the the team the Brewers. I mean, the Reds haven't been playing that bad lately, right? They're they're. That you got to be excited about the future. They got a, a pretty good core. Maybe you feel like you're a year away. Like the Pirates are a, a disaster. Like they're they're you talk about a team that's just wanting to get the season over Why do you with. You think their GMs floating in the sky? And you're right. I mean, how bad a season has it been for the the Pirates? Their GMs floating floating over Mount Notice for yeah. God's sakes. Um, Did you see that updated one though? Nelly released one. I think I'm maybe I'm the only one that saw it. There's a different person floating in the sky above Mount Notice after the Pirates GM. That was a special edition, only sent to a couple people. What? Yeah, we'll have to tell you off air. It's a political figure. Man. They were on notice. <laughs> I feel bad that I'm not on the inner circle of Nelson's Mountain Notice. This was months ago. Uh, yeah, this was like three months oh, ago. Oh, I thought this was because we were talking about, well, we were talking about it yesterday, right? Because, you know, the big week guard had. And... I think I think people, instead of calling it Crybaby Mountain and everything, should should thank Mountain Notice and the people that organized it. Well, you it said turned around Wisconsin basketball's recruiting. <laughs> I'm sure that's what it did. The day after it was seen at Miller Park, Keston Hero was recalled. So Nelson, I think what it was because we were trying to <laughs> when you first unveiled Mount Notice, we're like, what in the hell is Crybaby Mountain? And you said that you didn't. You're not like coming after people. You're trying to inspire these people to do better in their respective sports. Correct? Yeah, I think they need to. Uh, and so what happened? Kind of need to look deep down. Then she put David Stearns on notice. He was. And what did he do? What did he do? That night, Keston Hira was recalled from AAA. You put Greg Gard on notice? All of a sudden, recruiting magician. 
You put Rashawn Gary on notice? He had sacks. He got a sack and he a fumble recovery. Competent. Five tackles. Don't forget and, about and that. I th- who was the other one? And uh, who else? On? Travis Shaw. And Travis he's, Shaw. He's a special case. He might just be done. Yeah, I think he's still on Mount Notice. Yeah, but didn't he put, and that's not a bad theory, you guys, uh, but didn't wasn't one of the main reasons Stearns ended up on notice was because of Jordan Lyles? No. Who's been... No, it was Pomeranz and Black. Oh, I thought Lyles. So Lyles had nothing to do with Stearns being no, on Mount Notice? No, the Lyles and Faria moves were just kind of fresh arms. It was kind of like a neutral. I was against the Black and Pomeranz deal. Pomeranz looks like a beast, though. No, yeah, for sure he has, especially. So that was one of the things that they had on MLB Network. They were talking about how he's changed, even just how he pitches out of the bullpen versus starting. And they were showing how he's following through so much more, and he's getting a lot more uh, velocity. And he, instead of throwing five pitches, he's basically just going with two now. So it looks like he's he's putting more into it, and he's just focusing on a couple of his best pitches, and it's worked. Can't say it hasn't. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Before we get to uh, Amon here and talk uh, the game tonight, Dude. I mean back to what you were saying, Ebo. I like the idea of getting greedy. I just I cannot see any scenario. Where the Cubs take two minutes. And they might I, mean, have, same. I can't see the Cubs. I can't see them winning a game same, in St. Louis this same, weekend. But remember, before September hit, I'm not saying we said it, but people, I'm not going to name names, but people were saying that I don't see the Brewers making the playoffs. That's a good point. That's a I don't see point. the Brewers. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we said that. No, 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 we no. We never no, doubted no. the Brewers. Never doubted them We once. called out those people. I Would heard you, other people holding a funeral yep. for them. We never did that. Completely agree. Would you say the Cubs are a bottom tier team at this point in the season right now? Yes. I think they are you can see an any of the sp- worst teams in baseball win a third of their games. Yep. They got three games left. You got to win one <laughs> Chicago. Win one. And check this out the Brewers in September their you bullpen. win one Chicago. The Brewers bullpen their ERA 2.58 second lowest in the majors. That is insanity. You have everything clicking. Brent Suter back too. How good's the Raptor? Raptor got to be in the postseason roster, right, Noe? If he's not, uh, I do know. Then who's the Stearns be going on back notice. on notice. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. There'll be a sweet notice being dialed up if that oh, happens. Oh, 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 Dave from Anona, the Cubs fan himself, oh, just hit alive. me up. He says we are doing no favor for any breweries. I think I meant to say brewers. We're doing no favor for any breweries. We are going to get swept, and you guys can lose first game. Hey, Dave. I mean, that's a true Cub fan. I mean, that, I would expect nothing like, we didn't make it in, so we don't want your team to make it in. boo hoo I, I know I said this in the 6 o'clock hour, but I saw Cubs fan be like, oh, yes, go celebrate your second wild card spot. Who cares? I'm like, well, the Cubs and their fan base, they weren't they celebrating the second wild card spot last year? And what happened? Oh, yeah, they got beat by the Rockets. Um, I care. That's who cares. I'm yeah, a Brewer same. fan, and I care. It's called Thank Salty. You. Uh, Zach, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. All right, so... Yeah, this is the weekend we have to be Cubs fans, right? Which kind of sucks. But, hey, Brewers are in. Congratulations. My twins finished off the Indians. Yep, congratulations. Division champs last night. We're in. First time division champs since 2010. Uh, Thank you to the White Sox. Ryan from the Red Zone, thank your White Sox. I I appreciate uh, the help last night. Uh, Have you guys seen the crazy – potential wild card scenario for the American League. Do tell. tell. If the A's, Rays, and Indians all finish with the same record, the A's and and, uh, Rays would play a play-in game to get to the wild card in Oakland 
and then the Rays would have to go to Cleveland, or whoever loses would have to go to Cleveland, and whoever wins that game is in the wild card, and then the two teams that won get to the wild card. Now, this, is, this could be a big disadvantage for the Rays because coming out of this weekend series in Toronto would have to travel to Oakland for a one-game series, and then if they lose, they'd have to travel to Cleveland for a one-game series. That's pretty wild, dude. It's absolutely ridiculous. They play 162 games and can't figure out through head-to-head and and similar matchups that, like the NFL does, in one-tenth the number of games, they have to decide it on the field, which, I mean, I understand deciding it on the field, but they've already decided on the field. I mean, the A's and uh, Rays have played six times this year. Same thing with uh, with Cleveland. They've all played each other. Their head-to-head records, uh, I think Oakland has the best head-to-head. Uh, Cleveland's two and like 12 against the other two teams. It's kind of – I don't know why they have to play these extra games when they can just look at head-to-head record like the NFL does. Like, yeah. why do they do that? I, I don't get that. Why? I mean, I love baseball. Why? Don't get me wrong. It, baseball's a fantastic sport. But Major League Baseball, man, they, they're really in this for the money, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Big time. Well, money and just, you know, they can't get out of, like, 1940. Thank you, Zach. Uh, I mean, like, I, it, it went our way. I thought the, the game 163 winning in Wrigley was cool. But I will fully admit, watching that whole game was weird that day. Like, you know, and then they turned around the next day and, you know, the Cubs had to play again. And if the Brewers had lost, they would have had to play again. Like, the whole, like, you play 162 games, yet you can't figure, that's not enough. Like, you need more. So, like, yeah, there's a chance the Brewers and Cardinals could play on Monday to decide the division. And part of that's, like, cool. Like, yeah, I can't believe the Brewers have caught the Cardinals. Part of it's, like, well, if if 162 games wasn't enough to decide who wins the division, then I think you just call it at that point. Like, <laughs> do you really need another game? So, it is yeah. it is kind of weird. I will, uh, I will say that. Speaking of Packers, our Packer insider... Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, coming up here in about 10 minutes. Speaking of Rob, you guys uh, saw this one. Uh, you'll like this, Ebo and Amon, who's uh, hanging out here for a couple more minutes. So, uh, Bob, uh, Rob's former employer, Bob McGinn, football.com. Bob McGinn now works with the athletic.com. Yeah. Yep. He did an interview yesterday with Ron Wolf. And Ron, what do you think of this one, Amon? Ron Wolf said, I don't know how you say this is a big regret when you ended up with Brett Favre, but Ron Wolf said one of his biggest regrets was that he passed on Tom Brady in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round of the draft. Can you imagine, just imagine, if Tom Brady had become Brett Favre's backup? He said, we already had Matt Hasselbeck and Aaron Brooks at the time. Even though I really liked Brady, I couldn't justify drafting another quarterback. (laughs) Tom Brady could have been Brett Favre's backup. Hey, TV, I can't even go ahead and raid, but wow. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Tom Brady would never have the career he has now like that. Hey, he would have he been the backup for a, a a coffee, a cup of coffee, and then bounce somewhere else. He might not definitely might not have been a Patriot if we picked him up first. Right? How would, go, could you have been interesting? Now he's, now he's grinning ear to ear. Does Tom Brady turn into like a – Doug Peterson, if he sits behind uh, Brett Favre and then potentially. 100%. Does he say they still draft Aaron Rodgers? Does he sit behind Rodgers? Potentially. Can you imagine? He'll be gone. I would have said he would have been gone by by the time Aaron got here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because he had flipped. So, they had again, they Hasselbeck, he got a, a third-round pick for an Aaron Brooks. He got a fourth-round pick. So, he flipped both. And, he, and I, I assume in 2000 when they drafted Brady, obviously, you still had Farbs. So I assume Ron Wolf was going to flip Hasselbeck and Brooks already. But can you just imagine if Wolf said, screw it, what, you know, you can't ever have too many quarterbacks. According to Ron Wolf, mm-hmm. he he had considered in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round drafting Tom Brady <laughs> during the 2000 draft. Tom Brady would never be married to Giselle. He'd be Matt Hasselbeck. He'd be he working would, on ESPN right have, now. He still might have the UG deal just because it's the frozen tundra. So he wouldn't have TB12 for sure. No, no way. He wouldn't have, and there's no he, way to have his diet. He'd he be eating ha- cheese, and right? Dairy no, toma- and, no tomatoes, yeah. whatever. For yeah, Drew Bledsoe, because he, you know, he Drew Bledsoe got Wally pipped, right? He went, he, yeah, he, he lost it. Bledsoe would have came back that year for the Patriots. Who knows where Brady would have ended up had had Ron Wolf drafted That's him in two? He wouldn't have all them rings. Well, he got six, right? He's got so yes, Tom Brady so can he has thank, a whole hand and a pinky. So basically, I'll Amon Green, a pinky ring. Tom Brady owes his career to the Green Bay Packers. Yep. So in some way, yeah. shape, form. Because if Ron Wolf had that taken him, kind of makes sense. He would have backed up Roger <laughs> Far for four or five years. Probably would have been flipped for a second or third round draft pick, and who knows where his career would have gone. Wow, that's a crazy story. That's interesting. Uh, Terry, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. I just want to say this, though. you got to remember how close, how many times Brett Favre was close to getting pulled, and if somebody would have came in hot, you never know what would have happened. But my question is this. You always hear being in the right place at the right time. How important you know, when you've seen that he went to Minnesota and he had a pretty Terry, good year? Terry, start over your phone cut off yeah, for a second. Can say that question again, oh, Terry. I, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just wondering how important scheme was and how important it is to be in the right place at the right time. Um, depending on how a team runs their offense and stuff and how it fits. If, you know, what I'm trying to say is obviously you guys got to have talent, but when you see guys move from one team to the other and they're really successful, is it because the scheme is just so much better in one place than the other? I would think, Amon, you can answer this. Yeah. I mean, from starting with Seattle Thanks, to finding your, you, your, your niche here in Green Bay, I would think, to, I mean, this Tom Brady story, a lot of it's luck, right? Where you end up, right situation. My dad always says half a life is, you know, timing and luck. You right. know? This story, if it's true, I mean, my God, if Tom Brady ended up being Brett Favre's backup, he never becomes Tom Brady. Right. He's, it's true. Ron Wolf, he shoots it straight. He doesn't, he's factual. He'll give you, he's old school for one. Let's start that. He's like, you know. My, if my dad was still living, he's my dad's age. So he's not going to beat around the bush. So what he's saying is real. Um, and just for the knowing that, that for, I say, I, you know, my twist stream still going, say, I can't say, he could, he could, Tom Brady could say, he could thank his career to the refs as well. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. And comment. Roger Goodell, maybe. Uh, I, I Campo. But yeah, to, to Ron good. Wolf's you know, comment there, a lot of, that's the what if factor, you know? What if this? Because I saw every now and then I would dream about what if I didn't come out as a junior, stay one more year, and we got draft. Because I know this New England draft a lot of Cornhuskers. I could have been one that in that roster, you know. So he could go either way. So knowing that for him, it'd have been interesting. He could have been a Raven, or he could have been a Ram. Yeah. Uh, later on, because every guy that became a backup that were that was a backup here. Became a starter somewhere else. Well, you think and about was yeah, successful. What Hasselback got sent to the Seahawks, Seahawks. did get to a Super, Super Bowl, Bowl with Seattle, and then he became you know like a journeyman backup for many years. You Correct. know he was Peyton's backup in, and, in Indianapolis, and then yep. he was Marcus Mariota's backup. Aaron Brooks went to New Orleans. New Orleans probably thought he was going to be the guy, and then they traded for this guy named Drew Brees from uh, 
San from Diego. San Diego. Who destroyed so his yeah, shoulder. I would think his Bra- shoulder was destroyed, by the way. Right. But he came back from rehab. So I he would had a great think Brady, style. yeah, the Packers probably in 2004 or 2005 would have probably flipped Brady for like a first or second round pick and to a bad team. Go back and look at around 2004, which teams needed quarterbacks. That's where Tom Brady would have ended up. Yeah, that's that true. And that's the draft. Crazy. I mean, and that's every draft. Every team's going to draft what they need. And if it's and every year, teams need quarterbacks. Every year, teams need running backs, old linemen, DBs, wide receivers, whomever. They need certain positions wow, because they know how that scheme, as we talked about, that scheme. So that scheme for him, he got there at the right time with the right offensive minded coaches yeah. to devise a scheme around him. And then when he had all them backups, remember he had a. Um, Hewitt as his backup, and a couple other. Uh, Miller was his backup, journeyman quarterbacks. But then that playbook got expanded because they were used their minds to elaborate on what audibles that Tom would do. But then Miller would say, I would do this. I remember I did a show with Miller. He does ESPN on national radio. And I told, I met Hewitt too. They said, oh, yeah, we will take our audibles and then add them in. So he had a double the triple to audibles on certain routes one of Ebo's multiverses brady ends up replacing Favre. he's still in green bay today aaron Rodgers is the quarterback for the patriots today because the patriots would have drafted multiverse Ebo the multiverse it's a real thing uh nick welcome to the joe and Ebo show hey fellas what's up what's happening bro um come on you almost stole my thunder there the uh um the backup quarterbacks behind brady basically prove the point that it's not the quarterback, it's actually the system, the coach. Um, Matt Castle uh, filled in for Brady the year that he tore his ACL, and they went, what, 11-5? 11-5. 2008. Well, they still went 11-5. and five. Yeah. yeah, they missed the playoffs. But, um, you know, and then Matt Castle goes and flops. And you look at Jimmy Garoppolo. He's, you know, eh, okay, whatever, quarterback. Jacoby Brissett. You know, he's finally getting his chance now that luck is gone. But, you know, they have success in the Billichek system, and then they leave, and they are just your average quarterback. It's it's the system. Brady would not be the level that he is if he was probably someplace else. I hate to say that. There's no uh, there's no sure. doubt in my mind, Thanks, Amon. Nick. Thank you, Nick. There's no doubt Tom Brady doesn't play in half of these Super Bowls if he had been drafted by the Packers in 2000. True, but it's a system that the coaches – Offensive coaches in Green or in, in New England, it's a system that has a hack on why Brady yeah. is doing it. I found out not that long ago that it's a read that he makes pre-snap, which quarterbacks should do, obviously, in the NFL. You do a pre-snap read every time you break the huddle, and that pre-snap read is real easy. He just looks really to the field and sees where the majority of the DBs or linebackers are. So where there are more people, I'm going to throw to the side of the field where there's less people. Mm-hmm. That's a simple decision. My mind is blown today, I mean, Amon Green. I mean, to look at that, I mean, now I'm looking at it on Madden myself. Like, <laughs> okay, I see five guys over there. I see two. Over, okay, I'm going to throw where it's two guys. Yeah. And I have three receivers to a two-guy setting, you know? All right, we were going to talk with our guy, What did I say? It's Reichel. not rocket science. I got to ask Reichel this question, Evo, coming up. <laughs> Rob right. Reichel, Forbes.com, Packer Game Day Preview, right. up next. All right, get those questions ready. The Fantasy Zone in 15 minutes. Get you set for week four. And don't forget, of course, the Joe and Ebo Fantasy Showdown. Go to madcitysportszone.com right now. Get your week four roster set. And hopefully you'll have a lot of Packers on your roster. 
Hopefully they win tonight. We say good morning to our Packer insider, Rob Reichel. Bob McGinn. Excuse me, Forbes.com. I have Bob McGinn on the brain, Rob. I don't know if you saw that story from your your former uh, employer. Uh, Bob McGinn, who now at The Athletic, put out a story yesterday in an interview with Ron Wolf that Ron Wolf said he had seriously considered drafting Tom Brady in the 2000 draft, but they already had Matt Hasselbeck and Aaron Brooks as backups, so he passed. Oh, my God, what may have been had the Packers selected Tom Brady in the 2000 draft? Yeah, but where are you going to put him, Joey? I mean, Brady was already winning a Super Bowl by 01, and he had Favre through 07. Plus, you have to remember, it's very easy for Ron Wolf to say that today, isn't it? I'm not, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not, I'm not saying he's fibbing by, by any means, but, boy, it's, it's really easy to go back and, and kind of point the blame. At, at the end of the day, that, that was on Wolf for passing. He tried to... He tried to pin it on a bunch of scouts who didn't like Brady and things like that. And, and believe me, I love Ron Wolf to death. But, um, yeah, I mean, if, if, if I guess it's, they would have taken him potentially, Joe, and maybe they would have just moved on from Favre earlier and you wouldn't have seen Aaron Rodgers, it's, it's a lot of ifs and buts, right? It's, it's like whatever in, in the late 80s, early 90s, the ending was the 89 draft where had Green Bay not won its final two games that season, um, they would have drafted Troy Aikman and not Tony Mandarich, right? Those, <laughs> wow. are, those are always fun things to go back and point to and look at. But, uh, no, I, I did see the story. It was incredibly well done, as, as, as most things Bob do. Uh, uh, they are extremely well done. It's, it's, a fascinating, it's a fascinating look back at uh, Tom Brady's draft experience. Well, we, we did end up settling, Robbie, on Aaron Rodgers, and I, I think that one worked out okay. Uh, that being said, the offense has certainly not been dynamic these first three weeks. Um, you know, I do like to gamble, and sometimes my man Reichel leans on me for a bet. You, you like <laughs> you like weird trends that maybe gives you hope as a Packer fan, and I don't know if this is a Rodgers thing, a fluke thing, if this was a Rodgers and McCarthy thing, but they have won week four and or covered and won the last six years in week four can we glean that maybe Rodgers truly does just need a couple of weeks to get loose and get going, and maybe tonight's going to be the night that he breaks free? Well, I don't know, Joe. Keep in mind, here's another trend for you. I mean, they are 3-0 right now against the spread, and how long can how long can they continue to, to push that, right? I, eventually, that all evens itself out usually. But uh, I, I think there's an opportunity for them to make some hay for a couple of reasons tonight, Joan. I mean, number one, first and foremost, both of these teams played a game 96 hours earlier. Um, the defense, it's probably tougher for the defensive guys to make a turnaround quickly on a Thursday night than it is for the offensive guys. So I, I, I think they get some things done against Philly's defense, first and foremost, just, just for that reason. Second, you kind of look at how dinged up Philly is on the defensive side of the ball. They're missing their best corner tonight, Ronald Darby, who I think would have traveled with Devontae Adams. They're missing one of their defensive tackles. Actually, their only defensive lineman with a sack in Timmy Jernigan. Um, they, they are a little dinged on that side of the ball. Um, I, I think Rodgers, I mean, Philly's going to start two corners tonight, guys, that would not start uh, typically if, if, if the Eagles had a full component, had, had a fully healthy roster. Um, so I think Rodgers will be able to I mean they want to get Devontae Adams going obviously Joe tonight's probably the night to do it I, I think they've got a couple guys in you know in their wide receiver group that can make some hay tonight the key will be getting Philly blocked because they are really good up front um they, they haven't played to the level of how good they are up until now guys like Brandon Graham and 
and and obviously Fletcher Cox is is still looking for his first sack. I mean, he's as good as anybody at that position at the nose tackle, defensive tackle position outside of Aaron Donald. So um, Philly is really good up front, uh, guys, and, and that'll be the challenge, getting them blocked. But for the most part, Green Bay has done that against really good fronts in, in Minnesota, uh, Chicago, and, and Denver's extremely good pass rushers last week. Rodgers was barely touched. So, yeah, Joe, I, I think they can get going a little bit on offense tonight. The, the key will be, you know, can, can the defense get off the field? The defense was on the field 35-plus minutes last week. Um, you know, teams are running the ball against these guys, controlling the clock. Philly, I would assume, will try to uh, take a similar game plan tonight and bang away with Sanders and Howard and, and those guys. So um, I guess it comes down to how often does Green Bay have the ball, how many possessions, how many touches do they get on the offensive side of things, and, and then we'll see if that group can, can finally get things going. Rob, i got to ask you, what do you think is holding this offense back? You know, a lot of people, we had a spirited conversation a couple of days ago that, you know, some people said Rodgers didn't have weapons. And I've always said and I've always heard that Aaron Rodgers makes the wide receiver and he can, he can make this offense go. So is it lack of weapons? Is it LaFleur? Is it Rodgers? Like, what, what, in your opinion, is holding the offense back? Yeah, I've never bought into that, that, that Aaron Rodgers makes these receivers. I mean, he had... He had remarkable talent earlier this decade, as you guys well know, in Driver and Jennings and, and Nelson and Finley and James Jones and Cobb. I mean, that's, that's a collection of pass catchers that, I mean, we, we may not see again together uh, that kind of group in Green Bay for, for several, several years. That, that was one thing Ted Thompson did a remarkable job of, is he was always making sure he had the next weapon for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Ron Wolf said, in the late 90s, man, you know, I, I just didn't give Brett Favre enough. You guys, you guys remember he was playing, you know, he's playing with a broken down Robert Brooks at one point in time. Billy Schrader was his leading receiver. Antonio Freeman got fat. Um, I mean, that was that, 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 that was a bad group Favre was left with, and he had to he had to try to make those guys into something. And, and, and on some levels he did with guys like Billy Schrader, but Rodgers really hasn't had to do that, guys, until the last couple of years. I mean, Adams is elite, but after that he doesn't have a lot. So I I do think, uh, Evo, without question, uh, the talent of that at the skill positions, uh, at least the wide receiver positions, and certainly the tight end, where they're really lacking a difference maker, is not what it has been in Green Bay. And, and second, I, I mean, I've said all along, and, and I think if, if, if Matt LaFleur was honest and, you know, in, a, in a moment of uh, you know, a- absolute honesty, he, he would tell you it might take half a season for everybody to get on tracks Wise. I know they want it to be quicker. They wanted it to happen by, by week one. That, that just isn't going to be the case. It hasn't been the case. Uh, but, but honestly, well, I, I think the number one thing is talent right now um, at the two, three, four, five spots uh, pass catching wise. Everybody got so excited this summer with Shepard and Lazard and Kumro beating you know, beating corners that are now working at, at pick and save and the quick trip. Um, so, I mean, hey, quick, a quick trip, by the way, going to have fresh fried chicken coming yeah. up. Quick trip's blowing up, though, Robbie. Oh, quick trip's fantastic place. I just, saw, I just saw the news drop that. today. Just, they got just, like, fresh fried you, chicken they, coming. I'm excited. I'm just, uh, and that's awesome, Evo. I'm, I mean, I'm just saying that, that, you know, those guys were, were beating players that are no longer in the league. And now, and now you look at it, guys, and, and you're going against somebody else's two, three, and four corners. Um, the elite safety, things like that. It's a lot tougher to get open, and, and you've seen it. I mean, they don't have a lot outside of Adams. MVS was pretty good last week, guys, with, with the 99 yards and the touchdown uh, on the free play. But but I just I don't think the talent's the same. After Adams and Aaron Jones, 
you, you kind of look and you say, where do you go after this? And, and I think the onus is going to be on Brian Gutekunst here in the next month to try to find a way to get one more pass catcher in town that, that can make a difference as, as they try to make a run to the playoffs and maybe further. Jeff Janice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bring him bring yeah. back Jan. yeah. Jeff. Jordy Nelson. He's coming out of retirement from Quick Trip, Robbie. <laughs> Jeff Janice is coming back. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right, Robbie, uh, how do you see this thing playing out tonight? Packers hovering around a four, four-and-a-half-point favorite. Give me the Rob Reichel, Forbes.com game day prediction. Well, I'm going to go with the Eagles to win, guys. Close, they 26-24, and there's a couple reasons why. I still say Philly's one of the six or eight best teams in football. Uh, teams like that don't start a year one and three. They're going to play with a sense of urgency. They do have terrific talent. And I, and I think they get some things figured out tonight. They've just been hurting themselves with silly mistakes. If they stay away from that tonight, guys, I do think they're a little bit better right now than Green Bay. And I mean, you guys have watched this Packer team. I mean, kudos to them to being off to a 3 0 start. But this doesn't feel to me like a 4 0 football team. I mean, maybe they will after tonight. Maybe I'll totally be wrong. But, uh, but I think Philly controls the ball, controls the clock, and wins this thing 26-24. That'll give us a lot to talk about tomorrow. Yeah, no uh, thanks for uh, thanks, moving Robbie. your spot today, buddy. Back to normal time next week. See you, pal. All right, guys. Take see care. You, there he is. Wow. Didn't see that one coming. Robbie, come on, bro. And we can't all be homers, right? That's what I'm here uh, for. Yeah, that's what I'm here for, too. 